0: We train our audience what to expect from us. That's why that consistently inconsistent is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's because you do it in different days, different times of the day. And some of your content could be recommending a video. Some of it could be wrecking a blog post, could be yours. It could be somebody else's, maybe a book, you know, uh, you know, recommend three or four books and then recommends a chapter out of your book. <laughs>
1: Email marketing is a tool that so many of us don't fully take advantage of. So I'm thrilled to chat with today's guest about best practices of email marketing. Eli Delaney is the co founder of Purple Night Marketing and Your Marketing University, an education company designed specifically to help entrepreneurs discover the tools, technology, and systems to go from surviving to thriving in their industry. Eli is the co-author of the Amazon bestseller, Marketing Tidbits, 50 Quick and Easy Ways to Grow Your Business, and the author of Networking Tidbits, 25 Ways to Connect, Grow, and Succeed Through Marketing. Welcome, Eli. I'm so happy to have you here today. It is my pleasure to come hang out and share some fun stuff today. Awesome. So let's start with a definition of email marketing so
0: that we can be really clear about this. Okay. So email marketing is, it's real simple. It is, how do you send an email as a communication tool with the people on your list? And when I say people on your list, I just use that as kind of a generic term, because it could be people that you meet at a networking event. It could be people sign up for one of your, your freebies, your opt-in of some sort. It could be a client. It could be a referral partner, like an affiliate, things like that. It's all it is, is just how are you staying in touch with other people using email. That's really what all all email marketing really is. That's easy enough.
1: Okay. So then in your definition, you're talking about email. So when you said like emailing clients, so that can be a one-on-one or one-to-one email from your, like not personal, but professional email address. And because I normally think that... Think of email marketing as using my official email list, you know, with my like convert kit, my email um, yeah. host provider. Your email whatever. service provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Email service provider. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, so yeah. I love what you're saying then. It's also when I just reach out to clients or potential clients or, you know, a new connection,
0: whatever. Yeah. So and that's and that's why it's so critical that we think about it this way, because we're changing the mindset behind it. And when you change the mindset behind it, now you're changing the, the context and the feeling of it because people think of email marketing as, um, okay, what are we going to do to spam people today? I mean, that really is what crosses some people's mind. And of course, on the flip side of that, as a person receiving it, it's like, okay, how much spam am I going to get today? When we shift the mindset behind that, I think of email marketing as just email, using email as a communication tool. To touch base, communicate, share share good stuff, help our clients out, um, ask questions of our prospects, get to know them a little bit better, all that kind of stuff. All it is is a relationship building tool. Whether that be using an ESP, an email service provider like you said, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, Keep, uh, High Level. There's a ton of them that are out there, mm-hmm. and and sending that out to a list, whether that list be five people, 50 people, or 500,000 people. Or if you just open up Gmail and send send an email to one of those same people, whether that be a prospect, maybe a prospect that you just had a coaching call with last week or a client that you want to check in and make sure that did the work they're supposed to, it's all the same thing. It's all about relationship building. That's the key behind it. I love that because you're
1: so right. We tend to think of it as what am I going to send? Like in my weekly newsletter, I need to put something in there that's promotional. And when am I going to have this campaign to promote this new service or a course or a book or something like that? And that's totally sales directed or sales focused. And yeah, I mean, that's historically how I've thought of it.
0: Right, and here's the here's the fun thing about this is that when you think about it, there's nothing. I mean, we have to. We're in business, so like I, I am a self proclaimed capitalist. I like to get paid. Okay, there's yep. no question about. It. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to pitch stuff all the time, and that's where a lot of people go wrong with this. Is first and foremost newsletter. Nobody wants a newsletter. Nobody reads a newsletter. Nobody cares. Okay, if. The the worst thing in the world is to spend a week trying to put together this super fancy newsletter that has multiple articles and lots of pretty pictures and all this kind of stuff and get like 5% of the people to actually look at it. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's depressing. But what if you spent five minutes saying, Hey, I have this really cool book that I read and I am, you know, I, I told you before we started recording here, I actually am in the process of moving. I just got set up in a new place. So. I don't have my book handy like I normally do, but on my desk I normally have a copy of the Go Giver by Bob Burr. now if you haven't read that book it's an amazing book I highly recommend it it's all about being a, a being of service to helping other people first knowing that karma will come back and may or may not come from that person but the more you give, the more you will receive at the end and just knowing that you get better relationships Phenomenal book totally love it highly recommend it and If I were to go through and just send an email, says, hey, here's a book that I recommend. I love this. This is why I said, and I pretty much say exactly what I just said to you, but I write that into an email and send it out. I'm now touching base with you. I'm building a connection with you and I'm adding value for you. I don't really get anything out of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I send it in an email, yes, I am an Amazon affiliate. I am going to make 30 cents. I think, um, you know, twice a year, Amazon sends me enough to buy a Mocha.
2: It's pretty much about it, it
0: doesn't, it doesn't add up to enough to make it a a money-making thing for me here as I do air quotes. Um, but I do it as a, let me add value to you and share something that I think will help you in your journey. And then I add a simple little thing that is super, super, super powerful that does lead to sales, which is after you read it, I would love to hear what you thought. By putting that one line in there, now I'm not pitching anything. I'm not trying to get you to buy any of my services or anything, but it opens up a dialogue that when you read it, you're going to want to reply back and let me know, which then starts a conversation. And that dialogue is what will lead to sales. So it's not about, pitching all the time. It's about adding value, having a conversation. And if the time is right, and the position is right, and the product is right with the right person, they're going to raise their hand and go, okay, yeah, I've been needing to actually talk to you. Listen, tell me more. That's when you can go into the
1: sales mode if you want to. That's awesome. And sharing something like that, like a book, it, it and then another way that that's building that relationship is that Maybe some people on your list have already read it sure. and then that's showing, Hey, we have this additional thing in common. Yeah. And like you said, it is adding this incredible value because you're sharing something that you know, people on your list, because they're part of your community, they are either your ideal client or close to it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have self selected to be part of your community. They're going to find value in it. And again, find that commonality with you. Exactly. So I really love that. And then asking them to get in touch after they've read it. Some people will go ahead and get in touch and say, oh my gosh, I've read this book. I love it. So cool that you're recommending it. Yeah. That's fantastic.
0: Well, any so so here's a great example of this. And I'll actually I'll share two examples. The first one is just the book standpoint, which was um, I, I've sent out an email about The Greatest Salesman in the World by Mandino. Also another amazing book, super easy read. You can read it in a couple hours over the weekend. I sent this out and I had a reply back, like I think it was on Monday. And somebody on my list, she had been on my list probably about 10 years. Hmm. But it had been quite a while. And she replies back, goes, Eli, I want to thank you so much. Um, no, it wasn't 10 years. It was six years. Was six years for this one because I remember this specifically now. She said, thank you so much for the recommendation of this book. I've actually been really struggling in business and I was about ready to throw in the towel, but I got this email on Thursday. I went ahead and bought the book on Friday and I read it over the weekend. And I can tell you it totally changed my attitude and I'm ready to get back to work. Thank you. You just saved my business. Wow. Now, I mean, that gives you, that gives you goosebumps, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's the fun thing about that is that. When you set this stuff up, you think Evergreen,
2: because that email was written six years prior. Wait, so she? She,
0: I wrote it six years before she got it and read it.
2: Yes. That's amazing.
0: Because I have a campaign that runs for, the campaign technically runs for three years. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's had different renditions and things got added. So I don't know if she'd even seen it before. A little, little, you know, automation magic. Once you go three years, get to the end, you just loop it back to the beginning because nobody's going to remember it anyway. Right. So she may have even got that before, but she wasn't at the right place to think about it, to, to do anything about it the first time. Yeah. But the second time she was, Mm -hmm. and so she got that the message resonated. So she read the book got value out of the book it helped her decide to make a decision that was probably going to be for the better you know mm-hmm. she was going to throw in the towel go get a job and i've known her long enough i know that, that would not have been a, would not have made her happy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it got her back into it again and so the timing just happened to be right now if you do this you share things like this it makes a huge difference Now, let me fast forward to the second story I want to share, because this is is where the sales side can come into play, is that this one was cool. So uh, September 16th, 2020, this guy, this gentleman replies to one of my emails, and I don't honestly even remember which one it was, but he replies to one and says, Hey, Eli, I want to thank you so much for everything you've done for me. I've been on your list for a couple of years now, and I wanted to, I just you know, you've done so much to help my business grow. My son's starting a construction company. I'm wondering if you can help us with some marketing stuff. Mm. So that's cool. He replied to one of my emails. Yeah. And he's referring his son's business to me. Okay. Mm. Both really cool things. I mean, that alone is awesome because number one, I'm getting a reply I'm getting a response. And the second thing, he's referring his son's business to me. That's more powerful than any kind of referral. Honestly, he's referring family. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about it was I decided to look in my CRM system, my, my database mm-hmm. to see when he said he's been on my list for a couple of years, quote unquote, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. He had actually seen me speak. Mm-hmm. I used to be a trainer for score. If you don't you know what that mm-hmm. is, service Corps of retired executives, basically a nonprofit organization that helps a lot of brick and mortar businesses out. I used to be one of their trainers mm-hmm. for them and he had seen me speak at a score event. July 3rd, 2010. Oh, wow. This one was the 10 years. 10 years and three months later, he's coming back to me to refer his son's business to me. Wow. Not That's because amazing. I pitched him all the time. Not because right. we, we talked all the time. I hadn't talked to him for years. Yeah. But because he was on my list, he I had emailed him adding value on a regular basis using a lot of my automated system so build it once, let it run forever. Yeah, and now uh, over a decade later, he's coming back to me, referring his son's business to me. That's amazing.
2: It's that's so very
0: cool. Fun. Yeah, and that's that's what happens. Because the kicker is, I don't care if somebody is ready to buy from me today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, the next decade. My goal is that when you are ready, you think of me. I want you to come have a conversation with me when you are ready. And we as the marketers, as the owner of our businesses selling other, our stuff to other people have to remember not everybody will be ready today. Whatever the reason, it doesn't matter if it's because they honestly can't afford it today, which is the excuse most people use. It's not necessarily true, but mm-hmm. it could be that they don't have the money. It could be that they're not in the right position, you know, in their business. Maybe they just don't think they need it, even though they should. Mm -hmm. Maybe they truly don't get it, don't understand what you're doing at all, but down the road, something may click and they're like, that's what she's been talking about all this time. Now I need to call her. Now I need to get back to her. And if you stay in front of them the whole time, your name pops up immediately when that click happens. When the light bulb goes on, you're the first person they think of. Yeah. That's the magic.
1: And that takes consistency. And yes. adding real value that whole
0: time, not selling that mm-hmm. whole time. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's the thing: is we're not hiding anything. We're not. We're you know we are in business to make a profit. There's mm-hmm. just nothing, no hiding of that in any way, shape, or form. But the kicker is, you know, it's okay to make a sales sales offer from here here or there, but not all the time. Which is what most people do. They might have something cool to say, but then they 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 figure out, okay, how can I. How can I morph this into a pitch? Yeah. So they have a story. They have something they want to share, which could be great information. But it's like, oh, yeah, at the end of it, it was all just framed around how you can sell me another thing. And that's where a lot of times people miss the boat. Because sometimes if you just send them an email, by the way, this works on email, text, uh, Facebook, Messenger, LinkedIn, whatever. If you just send an email that's got value. Or here's a simple one. Send an email that says, hey, I just want to check in and see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. That could be your entire email. And by the way, if you want to go to the automation route, which is what I do, this is what I do for a living, to help people with the automation side of it. It's okay to do that. I've put that email out. Hey, how are you doing? I haven't checked in for a while. And that can be part of your system to know that it's going. Because the reason we use the technology side is because we are human beings, we will drop the ball, we will forget. Absolutely. So let the system do it. We have the personal touch. Have it think. Think of it as if I were sitting next to you and we were going to start a conversation. What would that look like?
2: Mm.
1: So on the automation side, then do you have that something like that set up? And I'm sure you have different ones set up different ways. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you for for all of your secrets, but something like that one just checking in how are you would yeah. you have that set up globally to go out to everyone on you know the same day would you have that set up time based you know
0: based on when right. someone enters your uh system so it is time based based on when people enter the system so here's the thing is you want to always think evergreen mm-hmm. build a campaign that can run over and over and over again without you having to touch it and so as part of my campaign, my big picture, I call it the ultimate follow-up. Uh, We also call it the if Eli like, gets hit by a bus campaign because if I did... My joke is I could go out and get hit by a bus today and still sell your stuff for three more years. Um It is... Yeah, and I, a lot of people cringe when I say that, but it is just as a joke, and and I always tell people it's okay. I do look both ways before crossing any streets, and I do avoid buses. Uh, but if you if you think about this, it's like if I if I recommend a book, doesn't matter if I recommend it yesterday, today, tomorrow, next year. If it's a if it's a good evergreen book like The Go Giver or Avin Greatest Salesman in the World, things like that. Go for No is another great one, things like that. It doesn't matter when you read it; it's still relevant, and so. You think of things like that, and then you also think of things like the just touching base ones, and you put them into a system. So depending on when somebody comes in, they're going to get you know something today, and something in a week, and something in two weeks, and you know you can, and there's a lot of psychology behind the timing, and depending on your industry and all that kind of stuff, um, but it's all designed to be an evergreen campaign that has these trigger points to create conversation in them. Which, by the way, depending on the software you're using, you're using a true CRM system that's designed for customer data. You can also set up tasks as part of it. So that task could be, all right, you sent an email to Bob yesterday talking about this book. You should give him a call and ask him if he saw the email. Correct. Now you're not calling him to sell him something. You're calling him to check and see if he got your email. Right. Changes the entire conversation, changes the entire perspective. Yes. It and it does. helps you stay away from number one, being cold mm-hmm. because so many emails are just cold. They're very, they're, there's just no personality behind them. And two, you're not being what we like to call a, put, a pitch pirate, which is basically the only time you hear some from somebody is when they want your booty.
2: Yeah. And we don't want that. No, definitely so. not.
1: Wow. So feels a little bit overwhelming to think about creating an email sequence that could go out for years. But on the other hand, it feels like a thing of beauty.
0: It is. And when we talk about something that happens for over three years, and we're not building it in three years. We're not building three years in a day. No. It's over time. Yeah. So, you know, when I started building this the first time, I've I've revamped my system. I've made it bigger, better, cooler over time as I even grew as a person. Um, but when I first started doing this, what I would do is I go down to the coffee shop at a local coffee shop. Oh, I knew the owner and I would go there early in the morning. I get breakfast, get a mocha, put on my headphones, listen to some techno music and just write. And I would write six emails, six to eight emails over a few hours. And by the way, if you're writing, um, write, don't edit get it all done, then go back and edit. It's much easier, much faster. Yeah. And so I would get, say, six emails written and they'd be ready to go. And we go and we'd add them into the, into the system. And then a month later, I'd come back and I would write six more and I'd do mm. the same thing. So half a day, once a month. And it wasn't even a full half a day. It was like maybe three hours. Yeah. And I would put together another six emails and I'd get distracted and I'd do other stuff as well. So it didn't take me all that time. I might get six emails written in a couple of hours. As I did more, I got better at it. It's so just six emails, like eight hours in that same time or six, eight e- emails in that same time frame. And I would just go back and I would add those in. Well, now this time, if I got six the first month and I got six the next month, guess what? The third month's already written. Yeah. But I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it where once roughly once every month, I would sit down and spend a couple hours to write these emails and just to do it write more than I needed. The next thing I know, I had three years worth. Wow. You know, love it.
2: Yeah. It doesn't have
0: to all be done at once. It can be done over time. The kicker with it is whether you go with a campaign like this, or if you do, even if you decide to write your emails one off at a time, it, it's going to cost you more work overall because you have, you have all this content that's not getting utilized because it's only being used once instead of an evergreen situation. Yeah. But even if you did it the other way, Stopping and spending five, 10 minutes to write an email. that's like, Hey there. I just want to check in. How's it going? Here's something cool that I thought might be valuable. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Here's a link. Let me know what you think. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier and a whole lot faster than writing a newsletter and a whole article and all these other things. Yeah. Short, sweet to the point. Get it done. Get it out there. Get it. So you're, cause you're about, it's about building relationships, not about just giving content. You don't want to give content for content's purpose. You want to give content because it's adding. That makes sense.
1: All right. Cause what I do right now is I share my podcast or podcasts. Yep. That creates my quote newsletter content. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not format it as a newsletter. It's plain text. Okay. And I have a little personal story at the beginning and introduce like one topic, even though I have multiple episodes a week, yeah. and I just share links to the rest at the bottom, you know, if you're interested. But I focus on one and that's it. And do it very, fairly briefly, again in the context of like a story. Mm-hmm. Um and so I may be able to schedule those out a few weeks in advance because I do have a content calendar that goes out for yeah. a year. Yeah, but yeah so that's that's what mine is i can't really write them months in advance because i don't have all the interviews
0: yeah so mix it up so depending on your your system you could have them set up like some crm systems not all of them some of them can say um you know this this email can go out any day of the week except thursdays okay yeah Let's say you just have it. So that email, your automated system will go out whenever seven days before the first one or before the, or excuse me, seven days after the the previous one, but not on Thursday. Okay. okay? And then send that email that's time-based on Thursday. Okay. And so that's one way you can get around it. We actually did that with a a very big name a lot of people know out there. We helped him design that because he didn't even know that was a possibility. So he had two days a week where he had specific things that he talked about on those days. Mm -hmm. And then we built out the automation around those two days. Cool, okay. And so then that way, it's a it's a mix and match kind of situation. You've got both going at the same time. You just know this is going to go out seven days, but if it's on a seven, if it's seven days a seven, same day, it's going to push out an extra day. And it's, okay. so it's going to go out on day eight instead. And by the way, I don't recommend seven days. I recommend roughly seven days. Okay. Uh, I like to use a term called uh, consistently inconsistent. It might be five days. It might be 10 days. It might be eight days. It might be seven days. It might be six days. I mix and match it okay. because... If you get the email every single week at exactly the same time, it feels like a newsletter. Oh, subconsciously, people feel that. Oh. So if you start mixing it up. Huh. Now we're not, we're never lying about it. We're never saying this is just for you this day. Right. But if we get the feeling of it being more natural Mm. and more organic, Which you're not going to say. Oh, I'm not going to send this today because it's Tuesday and I don't send on Tuesday. I always send on Wednesday. You would just open up an email says, "Hey, I found something really cool. I want to share with you. Check it out. Here's a link." Okay. That personality-wise, that's what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's throw that into your machine as well, and so you start you mix it, mix and match it. And in that way, it feels more like you stopped and sent them that, that message directly as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. So even like a newsletter, you know, so like my weekly thing with the mm-hmm. podcast updates, I could just I normally do it on Friday. So I could just do it on a third switch it up and do it on a Thursday. You could, yeah. Go now, back to my, Friday
0: another time, do it on a Wednesday. Yeah. And and it kind of depends on how you feel about it. Like if you're gonna do if you're going to do your time based ones like that announcement, your podcast announcement, that could be every Friday, but your other stuff are automation, you know, are adding value stuff because it's it's a different type of adding value. Right? Yes. I always just like I always put that out there because people get offended when I say um adding you're adding value stuff. like, no. well, my podcast is full of value. Yes, it is, but, but it's self promotion. Bingo. Bingo. And see, I actually had somebody just recently that I had a, a call with, and they they disagreed with me over it being value-based. I'm like, it is value-based, but it's still, even though you're talking to this other person that you interviewed on the show, it's still your show, yeah. which is still self-promotion. So let's it's okay to have some of those things, but if that's all you're putting out there, yeah. It doesn't matter how great the interview is and how great the other person is, there's still a subconscious brain cell that says, well, this is her show, so it's all about her. Yeah. It just, that's just the way human psychology works.
1: Yeah. Because we're trying to get listeners. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're trying
1: to boost our numbers, get listeners. Yep. Even though these people are already on our email list, mm-hmm. they may not already be followers of our podcast. Right. And so we're sharing the podcast to get listeners, but also, uh, yeah, to boost the numbers, but to get them to listen as a way to pre sell so that when they are ready to work with us, they want to say
0: yes. Exactly. And so, like I said, we're never hiding any of this. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. The kicker is how do you, how do you do a mix and match format? to where you have these things that are purely 100% adding value that you don't get anything out of because subconsciously, if I just say, here's a great book, I highly recommend it. Or if I send you to YouTube to watch Simon Senek Start With Why video, his TED talk that he did, which is phenomenal, by the way. Yes. Um, if I send you to that, I don't get anything out of that. I'm mm-hmm. sending you to his video. It's on YouTube. There's no way I'm getting anything other than the, I guess, good karma that I'm sharing something value out there. Yeah, But then when I come back and say, you should check out this podcast interview I did. Mm -hmm. Now it's softer from the self-promotion standpoint because I've already given value that has nothing to do with me. And now we're adding this value that does have to do with me. And so people, the, the walls are down. People are paying more attention and they see you as a person who's consistently giving and that that's what
2: sense. you
1: want. Yeah. I, I get too many emails you where you're saying earlier about, you know, where it may be constant sales and I haven't unsubscribed yet, but I don't read them because yeah. when I was reading them, they were just selling constantly. Yep. I don't know why I haven't unsubscribed yet. I guess I'm still waiting for something. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and see, that's what you want. And that's, that's the problem that a lot of people don't realize is that by doing that, going with the, there's always got to be a pitch, that mm-hmm. that mindset, what happens is you are training your audience to expect you to pitch them, to expect yeah. you to be selling something, to expect you to want something from them. Yeah. And what ends up happening, and I'll tell you a story with this, that I it, it pains me to repeat this, but it is so true and I think it's a lesson. I have a very, 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 very good friend. That every single time I hear from her, there's a pitch involved.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Doesn't matter if it's text, doesn't matter if it's Facebook, doesn't matter if it's email. I've gotten to the point now that when I get something, I just ignore it. If she wow. sent me something of of actual like reaching out to say, "Hey, Eli, I want to check in on you," I probably would never even see it because I don't pay attention to it. Or something. Wow. You don't want to do that. No. And that's, and this is somebody who I consider a friend. And yeah. I've, I've told her, I finally gave up to her, trying to tell her, uh, you know, yeah. but it is, it's, that's what happens. We train our audience what to expect from us. That's why that consistently inconsistent is so powerful mm-hmm. It's because you do it in different days, different times of the day. And some of your content could be recommending a video. Some of it could be wrecking a blog post, could be yours. It could be somebody else's, maybe a book, you know, Uh, you know recommend three or four books and then recommends a chapter out of your book you know mix and match it so people see value 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 oh yeah this piece of value is her stuff but she's added so much other stuff i know there's gonna be something good here right right
1: we can recommend someone else's podcast yeah there are plenty to go around
2: definitely
0: definitely i've done podcasts i do videos on youtube i do articles Mm -hmm. um I do books. I have tons of books because I'm an avid reader and I like to, I like to find easy books, books that are easy. True.
1: Nice and short so that then, yeah, they can get back to you more quickly. Yep. Particularly. And when recommending a podcast, recommend a specific episode, Mm -hmm. not the whole show. Because if you say, go listen to this show. Yep. You know, why? I mean, you would be telling them why, but it's much better to recommend one specific episode. Tell them why. Give them the link to that episode, and I would yeah. recommend giving the link to the episode on the website because you don't know what app people listen to podcasts in. Yep. Like my listeners, the majority listen in Apple Podcasts, but mm-hmm. other people have only Spotify or Amazon or Google or or a read not reader, but
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, specialty, yeah. Yeah. players. That's it. Players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't so, remember the name of the one that I'm using. I think it's yeah. podcat or podcaster or something like that. Yeah. Remember.
1: Something like that. And then yeah. there's overcast and mm-hmm. yeah, various yeah. ones like that. So absolutely. So if you give only Apple podcasts, then you're going to have a lot of people who can't access it exactly. because they don't have Apple podcasts. So yeah, yeah, do the link to the episode on the website. and
0: Yeah. And the the goal with all of this stuff is to just Add value to share good stuff, so they can see. Okay, yeah, this is they. They care about me. They. Yeah. they and that's one of the things people. People want to know that you actually care. They. They definitely want to know that you can solve their problem. Mm-hmm. And we. We don't hide that in any way, shape, or form. We want to make sure we put them, yeah. But the second thing people are looking for is they're looking for somebody that they know, like and trust. We've heard that term for forever. It's KLT. Yeah, the KLT factor is critical, yeah. but so many people miss it. It's like I can I can make you so much money, uh, but you're pretty much a you're you're a number to me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that loses the loses the heart and loses the loyalty because that's the kicker with it too. You want to create loyal fans that love you forever, and when they're ready, they will come to you, no ifs ands and buts. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what we're building here.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. So I really love what you're saying about sharing those other things, not just your own stuff all the time. And yeah, I think that's a big mistake that most of us make not yeah. sharing yeah. other
0: people's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and can I can I share a script that everybody can use right now that oh, would please. be Yeah. So if you're if you've been doing it the the other way, we'll just call it the other way where you're doing nothing but pitching and nobody hears from you unless you got something to sell or something announcement of your next show or the next place you're speaking or whatever, because remember that's all you focused. Here's something that you can use. that's super, super powerful. The script has done so powerful. Uh, Subject line. I'm such a slacker. Okay. Okay, You're grabbing their attention. And you can make it fun. That's, uh, I like to make it fun. So I'm such a slacker. Anybody knows me knows that that's kind of my terminology anyway. So yeah. use it. Uh, then you go into it's like, Hey there. I am, so, I'm such a slacker. I haven't stayed in touch with you the way that I should have. Yeah. And I promise that I want to do different. Now, yeah. little side note here. We are at a perfect point of the time of year where it's just before or just after the new year is a great way to do this because you can say, I'm promising to do better in the new year. Yep. And I want to really stay in touch with you more effectively. I would love to know what you're up to. What kind of cool projects are you doing? That's great. And then just sign Mm it.
2: Okay.
0: That's excellent. Send this out to your list. Be ready for the replies. Listen to what they say, because two things will happen with this. Number one, you started out with something to grab their attention. Calling yourself a slacker, throwing yourself under the bus is a great way for people to get empathy for you and feel that you actually care. Second thing, do you notice something missing from that email?
1: Well, there's no promotion at all. Bingo. You're not no sharing
0: pitch. anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're there's just no asking pitch. about them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you're using a calendaring system, which I highly recommend, don't you don't even put that link in there. It's literally just a just like if you opened up Gmails and wanted to send an email to a friend you haven't talked to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. No you're signature,
1: asking. no links, yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah. And, it, and if they're, name. if they're used to a normal signature you have, and that's the same signature you would use in Gmail, which like for me is the same one we That's fine. Sure. But don't, don't do anything fancy with it. Keep yeah. it very simple. Keep it just like if you open up Gmail or whatever email system okay. you've got. Um, you're asking for them to reply with what they're up to. You're not sharing anything about you. You're not sharing anything you're up to. All you're doing is asking for a reply. Okay. So I had somebody who we helped this with and we actually created a three email campaign using this. And the very, this was essentially the, the gist of the very first email. She sent this out the next day. She sends me an email says, Eli, we need to stop this campaign. It's like, why? What's going on? She was like, everybody replied. I'm like, what do you mean everybody replied? She goes, everybody replied. Lo and behold, our calendar was booked a solid <gasps>
2: because
0: of it. She made over $12,000 in sales by the end of the week from that one email with no pitch. Wow. That's fantastic. Because you're going to find people who've been meaning to reach out to you Mm -hmm. and they've been busy, things have happened, they keep forgetting, and you reach out to them, pulled them out of the water and said, okay, I'm here to save you. And they're like, create timing.
1: Glad Mm -hmm. you happened to walk by. Yep. Or you haven't asked the right question before. Exactly. Because yeah. it's been all self-promotion. Yep. And your only question in there, if they read far enough, was let me know if I can help you. Yeah. Instead of really tell me about you.
0: Exactly. And so that's and that's just one story. And by the way, if for everybody listening, please, please, please do this because I love hearing these stories. If you do this. And I would love for you to reach out to me and tell me what happened because I have heard so many different stories. I had another guy who did this, sent it out at 8 a.m. Eastern. And at the time I was in Pacific time, um, at 8 a.m. Pacific is when I saw the email and he goes, I sent this out at eight, eight this morning. I've already got 20 responses. By the end of the week, he had launched a new $500 a month coaching program that didn't even exist on that month. Wow. And sold it. Wow. He didn't even know he, it wasn't even an idea on Monday. But by Friday, he'd talked to all these people, figured out what it is they really needed and wanted, and ended up launching this program and was successful with it. Mm. All from this one email. One email. That's just it. So I want to hear the stories. Do that. Please, please, please tell me the stories. Awesome.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, this was fabulous. I love everything that you shared and I've just learned so much. So I have some things that I am going to be implementing That's <laughs> like what I love right to hear. away.
0: <laughs> that is what I love to hear.
1: Definitely. And I will email you to let you know what happens. Cool. For sure. Yes, definitely. So tell us about what kind of clients you work with and what you do for them and
0: how listeners can get in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. So the easy way for people to get a hold of me is go to connectwitheli.com. Eli is E-L-Y. So connect with connectwitheli.com. And from there, you can find, I got some free stuff on there. You can connect with me social media sites. You can even book on my calendar. And by the way, it's not, it's not a discovery session or strategy call or any of that kind of BS. It's a call to just chat with me and we're going to get to know each other. That's all that it is. If I can help you, cool. That can, conti- that conversation will continue, but that's not a one. Um, but the, the biggest thing for me is. Uh, the clients that I work with tend to be coaches, consultants, um, primarily people in the speaking industry. So people that are using speaking as a tool to market themselves. That's where my best clients are simply because the follow-up rockstar system, which is my flagship program, was created for myself when I became a speaker and I fine-tuned it over the last 15 years. And that's what we've got today. So speakers are my jam. That's what people that are, that are, doesn't matter really what product they have, but most of them tend to be coaches, consultant type of things. Uh, but they 're using speaking as a tool because if you 're a speaker you 're getting in front of a ton of people, but you 're not following up with them the way you should be mm-hmm. that 's where most people draw draw the boat that 's where they fall short on a whole situation and you know I always tell people you can get in front of a hundred people if you sell ten products that 's awesome, but what about the other ninety
2: mm-hmm.
0: because that 's how this whole thing started. I would do that. I was selling from stage. I would sell 10. I would have 90 people in the room. I'm like, what happened? Why didn't they buy?
2: Mm -hmm. And I started
0: following up with them. Worked. Sometimes I was getting double and triple the sales after the event because of the follow up than I would because of the event being there live. Wow. And so that's where this kind of came to be. And that's, you know, that's where my jam is. I love working with speakers. They're a lot of fun. Um, and they they impact a lot of people. So let's see how we can help them even further. Um, but yeah, connect with me, connect with Eli.com. If you do connect with me in a social site, please send me a message and just say, Hey, I heard you on this show. Let me know. Cause you know, if I know that you came here because of Kelly, then you're gonna go to the top of the list. We're gonna have a cool conversation right away. Cause I get probably 10 Facebook messages or F- Facebook friend requests a day. And nine of them get ignored for a few days because I'm just busy. But if somebody sends me a message and says, Hey, I heard you on this show, this is what I liked or I tried your scripts mm intent. Intent. try yep. the script, share the story. <laughs> You're definitely going to get a bigger, better response from me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, I will share that link, of course, in the show notes. And y'all definitely get in touch with Eli. This has just been fabulous. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Well,
0: thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. I have so much fun with this kind of stuff. And as you can tell, I'm pretty pretty lively about it.
1: Absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on the show. And I will see y'all next time. Thanks for being here.